This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Um, it's the officially it's the Monday episode. If you're IFS, you get this early on Sunday evenings. That's when we're recording it. So why would we hold it back from you? Why would we do that? We're not monsters. Um, so have you had a decent weekend, Sam? You've been to Isle of Wight. I've been to Isle of Wight. Been to Isle of Wight, yeah. mate. It's bloody great. It, it feels improbable. That you've done that, that you just went on Friday and now you're back. Yeah. Podding again. But it like to be away in the countryside like that, because obviously when you go at this time of year, it's less beach time, more being out in the countryside. Yeah. And like to just get away for the weekend, wherever you can, mm-hmm. into a change of scene, especially if that change of scene has a bit of nature and, you know, wilderness. Yeah. But whatever. It does you the world of good mentally because you feel like you've properly weekended. And it was yeah. nice. It was just me and my daughter chatting shit basically mm. in the car. And, you know, like even on the way down in the evening, it's dark. You stop at the you stop at the petrol station to fill up and just get a load of snacks. Ooh, right. Snacks. Yeah. Fizzy pop, crisps mm-hmm. and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you stick some music on some mutually agreed playlist <laughs> I say mutually yeah. I mean she made it but she you know sort of music that I'm going to like as well Get and you just like yeah. driving down in the dark scoffing loads of like junk food music playing talking shit to each other get there unfortunately the chip shop that I spoke so highly of on Friday's episode Friday's episode frying time yeah when we got off the boat at 8 I'd been told by my mum that the uh, that the final fry was 8.30 mm. so I called them at 8 as I was disembarking the ferry and I was like ordering. I had it all lined I had the number lined up on the phone plugged into the car ready for the hand three so literally had it all planned the logistics were almost great logistics and note the word almost Dawson-esque. I would say Obviously, they were Dawson-esque. They, did, they, they like, didn't work out, because so they weren't quite Dawson standard. Yeah, well, but, circumstances beyond your control, surely. Mm, but, um, well, like they say, piss-poor planning <laughs> proceeds... Oh, I can't fucking remember. Anyway, I come off the boat, I, I press the button, press, literally as I'm rolling <laughs> off the boat. By the way... <laughs> You'll think this is very flash of me, but I'll just admit it. I did pay the £10 for the uh, express onboarding and offboarding on the ferry. Right. Did but you that book, was mainly did you book motor- the middle of the night? The middle of the night trip? No, I didn't do that one. I didn't <laughs> do that one, Taylor. but I'll get on to more hack. I did actually get a ferry hack, which is another part of my weekend story, which I'll get on to. I roll off. I've paid the £10, so I thought that way I can roll off first and get straight to the chippy before final mm. fry. Mm-hmm. Call the chippy with my order, because you can order. You, they encourage you, in fact, to order in advance over the phone. Yeah, especially in the current climate, yeah. I said, my in time to order? They said, no, we've just switched everything off. Oh, fuck. I could not believe it. I think what happens is is that they advertise 8.30, but if it gets to 8 and there's no business and they've had no calls, they're going, well, fuck shut it. Shut it down. We're not yeah. in a sat city of half hour. Looking at some so, bubbling fat. 
So then I said to my daughter, well, yeah, just staring at some fucking fat burning. <laughs> Although that does sound it? like fun to yeah. you and I. Nothing, <laughs> oh, we'd love that. Not, nothing in it, though, just the bubbling fat. But you know what? The thing about fat is, you remember when Len got his deep fat fryer for, for his birthday <laughs> present last year? Yeah. <laughs> the year before last. What I realised was fat doesn't bubble. That's the right. weird thing about it. I don't know why. Maybe some scientists will explain about the molecular structure of fat. But mm. it's not like water starts bubbling. Fat will reach its 100 degrees, but you need a thermometer to tell you it's there, right? It only right. bubbles and hisses and moves when you drop an item into it, right. which is quite satisfying. But that's yeah. why it's also dangerous, because you could see it and you just think there's some fat probably not even hot might plunge put my hand, hand in. into it yeah might put my cock in that just to yeah. oil it up a bit cock fuck my uh my cock needs my cock's been a bit dry recently there's <laughs> there's some um some fat just lying dormant Seems i'll just quickly dip it in it looks room temperature so i'm actually off out and i'll wrong. need to lubricate my willy so yeah. i'll just dip it in that fat yeah i'm good that's um, normal I'll, then, I'll, plant it, I'll plant the sticks of peanuts up with later on, so it's going to need lubricating first. It needs it. You can't. If there's one thing I know for sure, I, I haven't reached this age without learning that you can't stick a peanut up, up, up a dry willy. Right? It won't work. Or if it does work, it'll be fucking painful. It's fucking so, painful. But everything's everyone's into different things, you know. Yeah, but not me. I like it to be a seamless I like it insertion. So, right, in I go, quickly. Just on your way out, just quickly. Grab your keys, grab your wallet, on your way out. Oh, I'll quickly dip my cock in that, f- that vat of oil, yeah. right? Bang! Ah! Oh, who, it's hotter than the sun. The fucking, who turned the heater on the fat? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Why wasn't it fucking bubbling? Because fat doesn't bubble. You're thinking of water, you idiot. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> Bubbling but why out. doesn't it bubble? I don't know. Ask a physicist. <laughs> oh, so that's the danger of fat, which could be the yeah. title potentially for this episode. But the danger um, of fat. I'll just write that down while we're uh, while we're chatting. Yeah. Do you know um, what they call it? They call it the silent killer because <laughs> it sits there, perfectly still and silent, waiting to strike. Yeah. Do you know what it does? It plays dead. That's the thing about chick it, fat. It plays dead. When it when it's heated up and it's, you know, boiling temperature, mm. does it not, like, start to generate waves almost? I know it doesn't bubble, but does it, it not... If you look at it, it closely, it, there are currents like those that yeah, exist beneath I mean, the, yeah. the surface of the River Thames. Mm-hmm. But it's almost imperceptible to the casual observer. Experts would know, though. Yeah, if you look closely, you might see some movement, but it's hard to really identify it, especially if you're in a hurry and you're just looking to get a quick cock lubrication. It'd be easy to not notice. That's the difference, I guess, between fat and the River Thames. You can dip your cock into the River Thames at any time and you're probably going to be all right. Well, there's other risks there. There's there's, there's probably germs and micro-worms. Yeah, can, something crawls up your crock and your lays cock. eggs, and next thing you yeah, know, there's yeah. a fucking giant there's, radioactive spider busting out of your cock in the middle there's of the eggs night. eggs and you scrot them. Yeah, and there's a whole fucking family of fucking spiders or river rats living rent-free in your ball sack. Ball spiders. 
Funnily enough, I actually drank some spiders this weekend by mistake. You drank some spiders? I, I think, I, think spiders? I, I managed to pick up some Guinness Zero, which for any fellow non-drinkers I can highly recommend. It's like, okay. it's quite, it's weirdly hard to come by. I don't know why, but all shops are now. I got some off of Amazon and took a, and took a few to the Isle of Wight with me. But when <laughs> I was there, I thought, I'll pour this into... Uh, a pint glass, and I knew that the osteopath Rob McDonald, who, as you know, I am in a state of uh, is it war? It's not really war because there aren't like shots would, being I fired. Probably, I would describe it as conflict. Yeah, locked. In basically, a state of conflict. I, I really, I just now it's like all out. I don't like the bloke, but right. that's another story. I just don't like him. Um, I did some petty things. While I was yeah. in his cottage to get at him, which he will discover in good time. Are you prepared to share any with with me now? Or well, it's it... very small. Like it annoys me that he's one of those guys who switches everything off every time he leaves any house. Oh right, yeah, okay. So like the TV is always switched off at the mains, even mm. if they're just popping out for like the afternoon, right? Mm. So if you ever go to their house and you think, right, I want to watch something on Sky, the football's on. You have to basically, and they've got some set up from the 90s anyway, obviously. Like, I assume most parents have that. Do you know what I mean? Some 90s TV and yeah. fucking some skybox that says B Sky B on it. Yeah, you've know got I mean? a square on the side of the fucking A square yeah. <laughs> and when you switch, you have to go and switch it on from like a junction box round the back. It's got about a billion <laughs> fucking plugs in it. You've got to lift the right. drain cover up to find the fuse yeah. box. And then you press the button and it sort of hisses slowly to life. Yeah. And you know, like, it takes ages for the TV and everything to warm up. It just fucks me off. That's the but boot up, as they say. In the Isle of Wight, it's even more like, this is like a little fucking cottage in a village in the middle of nowhere. You get in, it's freezing because he's had the thermostat as low as it'll go. So obviously, first thing I do is turn the thermostat right up. And mm. don't worry, I have left it up. Yeah, that's right. I'm at ramping up the cunt's energy bill while I, while he's not there. <laughs> Bang! Power play. Oh, man. And, and what with inflation being the way it is as well, it could really cost him a, a pretty penny, Jesus as Carlton Christ, Cole would yeah, say. A very pretty penny indeed. Um, but that's not the main thing I did. I didn't leave it right up. I turned it up when I was there, and then when I left, I didn't turn it down as low as he'd had it. I left you it a little bit forgot. higher. I left it a little bit. No, it's very calculated. I left yeah. it a couple of notches higher than where, and he'll notice. Don't worry about that. He's the sort of man who'll like really make notes of that sort of thing. At exactly what point he left the thermostat. But the other thing is, he does. I think for him, uh, I don't know what the reasons are. I, I believe they're um, to do with the environment. There's a small screw in the pipe that comes out of their toilet. And he turns the screw with a small screwdriver that he leaves next to the toilet, right? Right. Um, And that means that the water doesn't fill back up in the system while he's away. Right, okay. I think he thinks it saves him water. Maybe he's right. I'm not judging him for that. Maybe he's right. But it always is a fucking faff, right? Because the screw is very tight and you have to fucking... And my mum... Like leaves all these messages going. This is what you've got to do with that screw because Rod's turned the toilet off. To is it something to do with freezing pipes in the winter? Maybe. No, it's not it to could... do with that. No, because I've experienced that. I've been on the the wrong end of that. No, anyway, 
basically you go there, you do a piss, you go to flush the loo when you first get there, and there's no water in the system. And then you remember, oh, fucking Rod's turned the, the fucking screw. toilet off. The cunt. Yeah. So then you turn it. So very simply, I just didn't turn it back to that when I left the house this morning. I thought, fuck it. Let the fucking system fill with water. Yeah. Let's see. Like what anyone happens. else. No one he's the only cunt I've heard of that switches off the toilet. What do you think like it's just an inconvenience? It's a it's a, a an affectation, a contrived eccentricity designed to just place little annoyances in people's paths. You think it serves no you think it serves no purpose whatsoever. It's just there just to I think he's probably I mean maybe there may be a small purpose, but most of these things he does he does to to you know, specifically to just be sort of just niggly and annoying. I mean, don't forget. I think I told you this one. When I was there last year, there was a fucking old corn on the cob that had been nailed to the fence. Yeah, on a bit of string. Mm. Do you remember this? And I went, yes. "That's weird. That that looks like a sort of a pagan ritual thing, right?" It was it was sinister looking, Andy, because it was rotting. Yeah. So I said to my mum, what the fuck's with this corn on the cob I saw when I was at your house? And she went, oh, don't ask me about that. That'll be Rod. That'll be one of Rod's weird things. I don't know what that's doing what now. I don't know anything about things? it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a million and one weird things. And she always just says, oh, I don't know. I don't ask him. He does these strange things. I don't even ask him about them. I don't rise to it. So I fucking confronted him. He doesn't like being confronted. I go, what's with the corn on the cob? And he went, oh, what do you mean? He's really condescending. This is how he talks. What do you mean, dear boy? That's what he says. What? He always says, what do you... Yeah, dear boy. He always calls me dear boy. He's really, like, condescending. Like, he's a prick, right? Corn on the cob, dear boy. What do you mean, dear boy? Sort of peering over his, like, half-moon spectacles, right? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, you fucking know what I mean. There's a fucking corn on the cob hanging by a bit of string out the back of your fucking rig in the Isle of Wight. What the fuck have you hung it there for? Because this feels to me like some sort of weird fucking ritual that I'm not happy about my mum being close to. And he went, I've no idea. I've no idea what that's doing there. I said, what are you talking about? You've no idea. It's your house. Where's it fucking come from? And he goes, oh, it must be Mike from next door. Mike? Mike from next door. He goes, yeah, well, there's there's a door connecting our two gardens, you know, through the fence. He goes, right. and I, we let them have a key. They come in and out because while we're away, they look after place. They go, all right. So you're telling me that Mike, From the neighbour, he's come through while Do you're away door. with an old an old corn on the cob, the husk mm. of a corn on the cob. The corn's mm. gone. You know what they look like when the corn's gone. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't nah. corn. The corn's it was just it was just cob. Yeah, it was just cob, right? He's come through with that. He's nailed a bit of string to the fence and he's tied the other... B- and then he's made a hole in the fucking cob, put it yeah. through and tied a knot like you, in the style you'd hang a conker, right? But it's a yeah. whole cob. He's done that. He went, well, it, it, it must have been him. It's the only explanation. I mean, it, it couldn't have been Val. Val's Mike's wife, right? Mike's wife, yeah. So he's like, Mike would have done it. And I go, but why? And he goes, I don't know. And I said... Haven't you asked him about it? And he laughed. You went, no. Like, as if I, <laughs> why would I? Why, why would <laughs> I ask him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that is a weird question. Why would you ask your fucking neighbour why he'd climbed into your why garden that weird and thing? nailed a fucking corn also, on the cob to the fence? I have a question as well. How the yeah. fuck is he completely sure it's got nothing to do with Val? 
Yeah, well, exactly. Why is you Val know, in the he clear? He really certain about that. How does he know well, it's Mike? It be Val. Not Val. He's like, he was sort of like this. That's more of a Mike's MO. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> uh, Val wouldn't that's, do that. That's a Mike move. That's got Mike written all over it. Well, have you asked Mike about it? No, nah, I wouldn't like to. What the fuck? Ah. What are you talking about? You took the piss out of you. Just fucking weird. So I've left his thermostat up and I've left the toilet screw on. And he's just going to have to like it or lump it. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Have we ever discussed before how your mum and uh, Rod met in the first place? Interesting story. Get ready for this. Get ready for this then. All right then. One of my best mates at school was Josh. Josh was the son of Rod. Right. My mum met had his his dad at the school gates. Right. He his wife, Josh's mum, unfortunately passed away when like my mate was about sixteen. And it was interesting because I sort of lived through that with my mate and we were really close and it was like really sad and his mum died and it was really yeah. terrible time for him and all the rest of it. And then about four years afterwards or so, I can't remember how many years after, suddenly I came home one night and uh, my mum was being a bit furtive. And I went, someone else here. And funny enough, I'd been out with Josh that night. We'd been out, I don't know, at a party. And I came home. She said, oh, yeah, I've got a friend here. And I oh, yeah, who's that then? And she went, who's your mate? And then he's (laughs) fucking, he's come out, peering over his dark. Hello, dear dear boy. boy. Hello, dear boy. I thought, oh, you are fucking joking. You are joking. I've got on the phone to Josh. I've gone, you know who's fucking round here? And he goes, who? I said, you're fucking old Rod man. Rod McDonald. Rod McDonald. You're old man. And like, Josh was outraged as I was. He was like, what? What the fuck's he doing now? I said, well, take three fucking guesses, mate. <laughs> He's not he's not nailing the corner of the cob up in the fucking garden, put it that way. Put it that way, mate. <laughs> oh, it was awful, mate. It was oh, really Jesus. awful. Neither of us were happy about it at all. So does that and, mean that you uh, and Josh are now stepbrothers? Or well, whatever it is? when people say that, I, when people when I, when our other mates, we were all part of the same group of mates, um, and had been for years and years. And so when it got out they all started saying that, and it used to really, really fuck me off really badly. But unfortunately, I sort of, once I got a bit older and we kind of drifted apart, I just sort of, my friendship with him fizzled out. So in actual fact, because the two families don't mix. Rod's got a few kids, four of them, and my mum's right. got four kids, and we don't, never the twain shall meet because right. we're, we're different. It's quite, they, they chose to keep their family life separate because they thought it would just complicate their marriage and they're right about yeah. that, yeah? Yeah. But, um, so it sort of fizzled out. So I don't see him in that sense, in the family sense. But yeah, it's sort of over the years, I'd say to Rod, how's mm. Josh? And just sort of ask after him. Because Josh we is fine, dear apart. boy. 
Oh, he's fine, dear boy. Fuck. Anyway. He, um, he never speaks of you, in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josh, Josh who? Your son, you cunt. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's the sort of shit he'd do, though. He's such a gaslighter. He'd go, Josh, who's Josh? Your fucking son. That's how you fucking no. got together with my mum, you dirty bugger. No, 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 no. I think you've made a mistake there, dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got your facts bottled up there, dear boy. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. The things... I haven't even told you half of the weird shit about fucking Rod. I mean, I could fucking bore you all day. But anyway, hey. for now... I'll wait, tell you stuff as and when it comes to me, but for now, I've done two very petty-minded power plays on him. You have, yeah. And you also said that, that you've, gives um, me some satisfaction. You also said that you've drank some spiders. Yeah, well, I, I thought I'd pour this Guinness Zero into <laughs> one of his pint glasses, and I was looking around, and it was like there was a cupboard with a load of... I finally found some pint glasses in an old cupboard, sort of on a wall-mounted cupboard. It's very old, sort of dusty kind of cottage <laughs> that they live in, right? Right. And so I poured it, you know, so it looked like a nice pint of Guinness. And I took the first few gulps, and then I looked. So I'd done the thing where you pour it. It's got the widget in it, even though it's alcohol-free, and it goes all nice, like in the pub. Yeah. And I took a few nice gulps of it. I thought, oh, that's tasty. And then I looked, and there was there was on the head which by this stage was like a third of the way down the pint glass. Mm. On the head in the phone, there was a couple of dead spiders. Ah. And what I realised was, was that I'd taken this glass out of an old, out of the back of an old dusty cupboard and that yeah. there was spiders living in the glass, but I hadn't really glanced in the glass or rinsed it out. I'd just poured the Guinness straight in and started Ooh. to gulp away. Gulp, gulp, gulp. And, yeah. uh, and I'd drunk down some of the spiders. So brought, that was... That was over 24 hours ago. If they've laid eggs in my guts, mm. there's been no like repercussions as yet. Yeah, I don't know what the incubation period is for, for uh, Guinness spiders. It might be <laughs> more than 24 hours. At least they weren't cock spiders. That's the main oh, thing. I just thought to myself, all right, I've drunk some spiders, but they say that you consume about, what is it, 50 spiders a year? <laughs> That's what they say while you're asleep. Yeah. You inhale spiders while you're mm. asleep, they reckon. They crawl like... As soon as you're mm. asleep, spiders are like, the young ones are asleep. Go on, <laughs> let's, get let's go and have a crawl all over their faces. <laughs> let's, get, let's crawl into the their mouths and down their throats. The human is a spider's playground. <laughs> let's crawl down into their guts and to our certain death. Why yeah. wouldn't we? No, it's not like that. They see our faces as a, a playground. Like right. the way that we go and play on sand. Like if you ever see sand dunes when you're a kid, you think, oh, fucking like hell, sand dunes, brilliant. <clears throat> All yeah. hilly in that. So spiders come out to play. They don't know they're going to end up in our guts. But the problem is we start snoring and we inhale them. So they're just running right. around, say, on our lips, thinking this is fucking great. This is it's yeah. all soft and spongy and we can run around and have a right up. Because we've just got little spider legs. The humans have got no fucking idea, so also it just feels like a victory for the little guy, right? That's what they're in. they're having the time of their lives. Then all of a sudden you go, you stir a bit and you go, and they're like, what the fucking hell? And they're in this vacuum, and they're before they know it, they're sucked into your mouth and uh, down your guts. Maybe it's a bit like when you start snoring. It's a bit like when the wave machine used to come on in the swimming pool. And <laughs> yeah. They get excited, but mm. they get sometimes they get too close to the mouth and get sucked in. 
Oh, you get you can get really scared. A wave machine is like the perfect example of excitement plus fear, isn't it? I guess it is. Um, I'm here to tell you that I've just uh, referred to Britannica, no less, the mm. uh, the encyclopedia people, for uh, confirmation of this. And um, we swallow no spiders at all. So who made this shit up? It says it likely originated in a 1993 magazine article about how readily people accept as fact information they read online, no matter how ridiculous it seems. The author noted the fictional statistic about spiders as an outlandish example, only to watch it quickly spread as fact across the internet. So it's just something that some cunt made up. And then, and it has real life consequences because look at me now. I drank a load of fucking spiders and I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm thinking, oh, this maybe I should go and get my stomach pumped up at A and E. Probably should, yeah, because uh, it's a very unusual thing to happen. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to. Sorry, everyone. I'm going to have to jump the queue. I've I've inadvertently drunk a load of spiders, and I need the guts pumped asap. Yeah, no, but, but, there but, are people but we all swallow spiders all the time. What are you talking about? No, no. I know that's what you think, but I've just I've done a bit of digging, and apparently that's a myth. Uh, a bloke I know in Sunderland has been on Britannica.com, and he yeah, can sorry. confirm that we swallow those spiders. No, let, let me tell you, this lad's thorough. He knows his onions. He's not going to fucking just chuck around stuff willy-nilly. Apparently, the human body is not as used to spider's consumption as we've been led to believe by the mainstream media. Therefore, my life could be at serious fucking risk here. So I know some of you are having chest pains or you've had your head smashed in or you got dead bad COVID. I know that, but trust me, this is an emergency. I need to jump to the front of the queue. <laughs> I might be counting down the seconds as we speak. Get out yeah, of the way. These, I've got to get these spiders out before they make it down to my cock. Because <laughs> that's where they'll be heading. I'll tell you that. Sure as eggs is eggs. If and eggs is sense. what they'll be laying too. <laughs> Spider like eggs to in my cock. Would you like to know why spiders don't bother us in our sleep? Why? Um, it's because we're extremely large compared with spiders. So they tend to view us merely as part of their landscape. Which is kind of like what you said. Like they see our faces yeah. as, as, as um, a playground. Equally important, a wandering spider would find a sleeping human absolutely terrifying because yeah. as we slumber, we tend to make a lot of noise via our heartbeat yeah. and breathing. These uh-huh. sounds create vibrations to which spiders are extremely sensitive. As a result, they likely would do all they could to avoid us. So mm. there we go. We've learned something well, there. But I drank some dead ones, so... Um, yeah. Do you want to hear how I've hacked the ferry, White Link please, Ferries? Yeah, please tell me. So I decided yesterday to go to Osborne House, which was the um, the Isle of Wight rig of Queen Victoria. Oh, yeah. Right? Queen Victoria loved, like me, she loved going to the Isle of Wight. It was her favourite mm. place to go and unwind and gather her fucking thoughts. Right? <laughs> and so she built Osborne House, which is an amazing fucking rig. And But weirdly, I'd never been there, even though it's one of the Isle of Wight's most famous attractions. So I decided to go there yesterday with my daughter. It is amazing, better than I've even been led to believe. But wow. when I went in, they said it was English. It, it was an English heritage site. Now, I'm nice. already a member of the National Trust, but I'm not a member of English heritage. And I always thought you had to be one or the other. Do you know what I right. mean? I thought Wait, it was Tory Labour, Coke or Pepsi. I thought you had to nail your colours to the mast. And you, you went National Trust quite a long I time ago. National Trust. But I went in and... Um, for me and my daughter to get into Osborne House, 
and its surrounding grounds and its private beach because Queen Victoria had her own private beach. Of course she fucking did. Which yeah. you can now go to and it's amazing. It's got a tea room and everything. And it cost £37 yesterday. But I said, how much is a year's membership for a family? And they said, it's 111 for the first 15 months. So you get three months free when you first join right. up. Mm. 111 you can go to any English heritage site across the whole of the fucking uh, whole, whole of England, right. right? And there's loads, mm-hmm. right? Plus, you get loads of other member benefits, and this is for the whole family. It's just car me and my sticker. daughter yesterday. I've got casting that's already up on top of my fucking National Trust one, so I look like the fucking bollocks now, don't I? Yeah, I got both. Yeah, but you know, I justified it, mate. And this is a bit of a landmark in my life. I recently cancelled my membership to a fancy pants uh, media club that I used to be a members club that I used to be a member of and and go to from time to time in town. I've been a member of it for over 20 years. Not not the local one that Gary Lineker goes to. No, no, I'd never cancel that one because that's local and convenient. This is in Soho. Uh, mm. where I've spent a lot of my professional life, but I never go anymore. I, in fact, try to uh, avoid going into central London as much as I can because yeah, I'm a changed man. Mm. And I cancelled that because I thought it's a waste of money. Since COVID started, I don't think I've been there once. So I cancelled it. And with the money, and then I, I was in the uh, English Heritage and for about literally like, you know, and an, a fucking eighth of what it was, I could join the English Heritage for 15 months, yeah. go to any site I wanted, plus you get a discount on White Link Ferries every time you go to oh, the Isle of Wight. Oh, And I go is. to the Isle of Wight all the fucking time. Fucking hell. So I thought I'd spend 111 Here's quid. yourself. Take away the 37 that I've already was going to pay to get in that day. Yeah. I got immediate free entry, right? There's about, there's about, I don't know, fucking 300 English Heritage sites I can go to for free. With free parking. And this was going to be 37 just for you and your just daughter. Just for yesterday, and just for me and my daughter. 15 for a family. 111 for 15, 15 months. Me, my wife, both kids. We can actually take up to six kids if we want to take guests, right? Brilliant. And you get a discount on the ferry. Not the and I've already made off. the money back by cancelling the fucking Soho membership. So it's like I swapped a members club in Soho for a fucking English Heritage membership and I'm already making money out of it. Plus, I'm making memories. Of course you are. That is fantastic. That's yeah. an incredible, incredible piece of work. I'm sort of quite proud of that and I think it's sort of, um, in some ways, is symbolic of a general sort of shift in my life that's taken place over the last few years. It is. It's really symbolic. I was just about to say yeah. that. Yeah, you've, you've um, made a passage from one chapter of your life to another, I think. Yeah, and this sort of feels like a real landmark. I mean, it's been yeah. going on for a few years, but now this is like feels landmark stuff. And I felt really good about it. And I walked down with my daughter to the private beach and we had a deluxe hot chocolate Yeah, in Queen Victoria's own... This was Queen Victoria's own recipe for the deluxe was, hot chocolate. Was it, was it... Did you get a discount on the hot chocolate? <clears throat> no. Ah. No. But it wasn't expensive. And we were there looking out at the sea, surrounded by gorgeous rolling countryside, the fucking Osborne house in the background. And I thought, yeah, money well spent. You've done well there, Delaney. Yeah. You've done well. Yeah. So I'm pleased with myself. Nice one. Um, I'll wrap it up there, I think. 
just quickly update you on the scores from the um, prediction league at the weekend. Yet again, I predicted Sunderland's result correctly. Which was? 1-0, home win. Just quickly um, tell you something about Sunderland. I've seen you on Twitter talking about your recent transfer activity and potential transfer activity. But for what it's worth, I've signed Patrick Roberts about five times in my... You know, I'm addicted to FIFA career mode now, me and yeah. Len. And Patrick Roberts has been one of our go-tos for really? a few years now. We always sign him from City. He always develops into an extremely good like uh, winger <laughs> slash central attacking midfielder. Goals and assists galore. And I've had him in the Champions League. So right. when me and Len saw that transfer go through, because you keep getting it muddled between FIFA and real life when you get addicted <laughs> yeah. like we are, we're like, Sudden and assigned Patrick Roberts. How has this happened? <laughs> so, we, for what it's worth, now... mate, for what it's worth, based uh, only on the FIFA algorithms, you've got a fucking cracking player there. Diamond. Are, yeah. we, are, are we your your second team now? Because of Patrick I think Roberts. so. I, I, I will definitely, definitely be following Patrick Roberts' fortunes at Sunderland <laughs> for sure. Did. Because I'm sort of, I've got a weird affection for him because I've signed him so many times. <laughs> so once you play it a lot, you just know what players develop. You know yeah. the players to get when they're young because they're going to develop quickly. And Although I know he's not that young anymore. But, 24. Um, yeah, 24. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always been this player. And then I discovered him and then Len started signing him all the time as well. So he's sort of like our favourite player. But I don't think we'd ever seen him in real life before until we saw him in the pictures in the Sunderland <laughs> shirt. We'd only seen the computerised version. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to Bolton away next Saturday. He'll be on the bench apparently. So, um, yep. yeah. So we, we beat Portsmouth 1-0. So you got you got four points at the weekend. I got seven points. Results but got 12 fucking points what results but he's back cor- correctly predicted Blackpool 1 Millwall 0 and Sunderland 1 Portsmouth 0 and Manchester United 1 West Ham 0 which oh, as you know was a killer in the last minute wasn't it yeah so, so results bot's now on 57 I'm on 75 you're on 76 there's one point in it now Sam whoa as we get into the business end we do Premier League winter break for some reason now for two weeks yeah where's that fucking come for, from no idea about that fed about this afternoon. that's mm. silly but uh, that's <laughs> that's what's happening so there we go we will leave it there and um, we've got lots of stuff coming up throughout the week if you're IFS if you're not IFS we've still got lots of stuff coming up but it's all nine months old thank you very and, much for and listening and also if you're IFS Turbo look out for our uh, written content which is uh, going to be coming at you thick and fast it's each been day ramped right up IFS Turbo so uh, extra value all the time for those of you who want to upgrade yeah thank you very much and goodbye goodbye